0: again to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ben Pierce. Elio's coming soon, but first I must ask us all, can we please hold a moment of silence for the creator of Bray Wyatt, a.k.a. Wyndham Rotunda, because let me tell you something. What we saw at the end of TLC was a fucking... Joke, I. Oh my god, my head exploded. So if you could, if you could just wing it with me, if we could just hold our our hands in prayer for ten seconds. Thank you for playing along. Now, now that my morning has. Begun. I will allow Pastor Elio to preside amongst the uh, funeral services for the fiend, Bray Wyatt. Elio, how you doing, man? I'm doing
1: well, thank you. That was quite an introduction. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a morbid witness to start off the show.
0: Jeez. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean... We'll, we'll get into it on the on the, um, on the the Raw review uh, further. But, you know, I know you're, you're taking the lead on the TLC reaction. So um, let's say we jump right into it. Why waste any time after uh, that introduction? TLC tables, ladders, and chair.
1: First of all, which thing of this show?
0: So o- o- overall, I thought it was um, one of the best uh pay-per-view offerings of 2020. Um I was it's very impressed.
1: shocking, isn't
0: it? Uh yeah, cuz everything about this year in WWE has been absolutely um horrendous. Um you know, so it's like it's like when you get a little piece of sh- a sunshine after, you know, you know, a biblical rainstorm, it's like Oh, and then, of course, on Raw we go right back into the into the dog shit. You know, it just, it
1: sounds like a sounds like a regular day in
0: Vancouver. Well, well no, um, because over there it
1: rains an awful lot. Holy
0: yeah, well, that's like Seattle um, in the states.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You yeah, where where I live, you know, we don't. Um, I mean, we don't get rain all the time. It's like when when we do, uh, typically it's an event. So anyway,
1: all right. So but, let's uh, start off. I know you don't watch the kickoff shows.
0: Un- unfortunately, and you know, I was kind of I was kind of pissed uh, that I missed this one because this match seems like it would have been one that I would have enjoyed. Okay,
1: so we had um the team of Biggie, Daniel Ryan, and Chad Gable defeating Otis. I mean, sorry, the big the team of Biggie, Daniel Bryan, who was defeating King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. They gave this match eight minutes and thirty-five seconds.
0: Why the fuck is Daniel Bryan and Cesaro on the fucking pre-show? Oh what my the god, that is what's going on with these
1: what, what what are they doing with Cesaro? I just I don't understand what, what what's wrong what their problem with this guy is. Every time you think they're going to give him a push, they take it away.
0: Well, I mean, they do that with everybody, but the fact is, you know. But this
1: is Cesaro. It's not just anybody.
0: Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) God. Somebody understands my pain. Thank you. You're a pastor and a therapist, and I appreciate it. (laughs) I've I've come to confessional because I need to confess my sins of thought about what I'm going to do to this fucking company after watching Monday Night Raw after TLC
1: (laughs) so the the opening matches, the first of uh, two TLC matches is the WWE championship Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles. This one got 27 minutes and five seconds, and this one was uh, towards the end was turned into a triple threat with a Miz attempting a cash in. All right. Okay.
0: Can I can I go on rant number one, please? Yep. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay. So the the match in and of itself before the cash in. Well, uh, you know. It, it was it was okay. There, there were there were definitely some very good spots, um, you know. But the here, here's 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 the thing for me. Um, it just it, it started so slow, and there were so many like rest holds and different spots while they were setting up the ladders and and stuff like that. But it, it just it was plodding on for me until the middle of the match, and then and then then they turned it into like an AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre match where you put those two in the ring and I'm gonna watch the and I'm gonna watch the fucking thing and I'm gonna enjoy the hell out of it because you know you can't go wrong with AJ Styles in particular and Drew and. Drew McIntyre, um, despite my displeasure of him losing the uh, uh, the championship to begin with, only to regain it, you know, a week later, which was asinine to the nth degree. Um, but aside from that, that guy belongs as WWE champion. You know, he was um he was called the chosen one for a reason in two thousand nine, and it, it's just. It's very nice to, to see him come um, full circle and really um, fulfill his, uh, you know, his potential. I hate that word, you know? It's like, you you hear a lot of buzzwords in wrestling, potential being one of them and, and passion being another one. It's like two P words that I despise. Um, but in, in his case... Um, both of them really do apply. Um, so I was, I was happy for him at, at the end because obviously he retained. But the, the, this is where it gets very sticky for me. Um, what the fuck were they doing with The Miz and John Morrison? Because, because okay, you have both comp- competitors down And then here comes the the Miz for the cash-in. Instead of getting right to it, you know, ringing the bell and, and, you know, and sprinting up the ladder, you know, he's going slow as shit, looking like a moron. His two opponents have damn near killed themselves, and we'll we'll get into some specific spots in a minute because I noticed a few. Um... But he's moving as, as, as slow as I would move. And I'm in a wheelchair with half my body that doesn't work, you know, that doesn't work at 100% capacity. I can move faster up that ladder than he did. You know, it's, it's like, you know, they're, they're building up. He's, look, he's looking at the, at the um, championship. If he's looking at his daughter hanging above the ring. You know, and it's just, like, dude, this is a money-in-the-bank cash-in. Move your ass. Get up the ladder. You have all you have all damn day, you know, to get up the ladder and, you know, and get the belt. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody wants to see The Miz as the WWE champion for a second time. No, nobody, I mean, the 2010 version of The Miz... That's arguable, okay. I still don't want to see it, but he was much better in 2010 than the way he's being portrayed now. Because this this guy is a joke among jokes among bathroom break, and I I feel like I need the tissues every single time that he uh, that he grabs a mic because I could just weep in pain. I, it's just. I I don't get what they're doing, and I, I I posted something on Twitter, um, about you know how far the Money in the Bank uh, contract has fallen in terms of prestige, you know, because that used to be a really big deal. That was a that was a virtual guarantee that that holder was going to become the next WWE champion unless catapult himself into the next level of his career, you know, started in 2000, 2005 at WrestleMania 21, you know, and, and from, from that point on, it was just like, they knew how to book it, you know, they did some really cool stuff. We, we've seen it with, with Edge. We saw it with, um, you know, with, uh, CM Punk, you know, it, some really cool uh, moments in history and actually one of my favorite um one of my favorite um concept matches but here, here's the thing so in in the last three years we've had Baron corbin you know otis and the miz and there was one more in there but it's just okay and Corbin, don't even get me started. I yeah, my God. Thank, thank the Lord that was a failed cash in. Um, Otis, you know, God bless him. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they broke him away from t- heavy machinery and Tucker Knight. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently Vince just wants to have a belly laugh. Ha ha, fat guy. What you know? What the fuck? I don't know. But, um, you know, so, but why would you put the money in the bank on Otis in the first place? Because everybody knows he's not going to be WWE champion. But then, yeah. so, and then, thus breeds, okay, we put it, we put it on somebody else. Well, okay, the, the only reason you had to do that was because you booked yourself into a creative corner, where you know either way this is not gonna make sense. And then the the whole thing the whole thing with the actual execution of of the of the spot was crap because like I said, you know, you you move like molasses up the ladder, you know, it's like, you know, for fuck for fuck's sake, you know, helps out. And then and then to put the to put the cherry on top of this shit, Sunday, um, you know, you have al- you have almost, put, you know, carrying him like a little baby over to the le- over to the table and just dropping him through it in the most r- reckless fashion I've ever seen, because you know, because he hit his- he hit his head on on the floor on the on the way down. I mean, oh. you know, good.
1: God I, I saw. I saw that almost just like dropped him right under the
0: table. Um, and it's just to me, this is, this is absurd. They, and thank God that um, that uh, you know Drew McIntyre and, and AJ Styles are who they are because when when they were um, when they were doing uh, their singles thing it was really good. Now I will give WWE this. Well, I think we I think we both understand going into this that Drew McIntyre was not going to lose. Um, so they did they they did a really good job with the unpredictability f- fashion of it, you know, and in, um, in booking it the way the way that they did that was a good attempt. The ex- the execution was terrible. Um, and the fact that the fact that it's the miz i just couldn't give two shits um but but you know so those are those are the things that everybody saw and I, if you watch podcasts people brought up the same points I, I i but i i would like to attack this from from a different angle because i want to talk about the prestige the money in the bank contract and what are what I mean what are they doing I mean I don't I don't under I don't understand the whole hot potato concept when it comes to the this contract what um what would what would your approach be in terms of fixing the money in the bank contract and um and what would you like to see done?
1: Oh, boy. um, well, there's really not much you can do uh, with the, this year's because um, it's already well in December, so um, ugh, so we'd have just have to wait and see. Uh, I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to see H uh, eight win the when the briefcase then he i think he has a better chance of cashing in
0: yeah well you know if he's in, if he's in money in the bank next year it's just um it, it's just another case of somebody dropping the ball and um just a lot of a lot of misses um I don't know, but the, the actual, I don't want to get too negative because the, the actual match with the, um, with the two of them were, were actually, it was actually pretty good. Yep. Um, there, there was one spot where, um where, uh, I, I think, it, I think it was true. He went to knock over the ladder and he, AJ was laying on a mat, and you can you can see the the ladder hit him in the head. Oh, okay. Oh. And, and I'm I'm pretty sure that was not supposed to go down like that. That was a little uh, that was a little scary. And then at the at the end of the match, when um, when the Miz pushed the the ladder over, where Drew and AJ were on yeah. top of it. Yep, yep. And, um, and as, as he was falling, AJ like hit the hit the ropes. But as he was going out of the, out of the ring over the over the top, um, the way he hit the floor and like you could see blood on the on his head, um, like all over the side of his head. Um, you know they 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 did a good job, you know, cutting away from it quickly because. You know, WWE's Angie Blood nowadays, but it's just, you know, the it was just like, good lord. Now, now I understand the the nature of the TLC match being a very dangerous scenario, but can we can we avoid, um, you know, potential uh, death traps in this just for like a week? <laughs> but between between Matt and Jeff, it's just like. Holy Lord, I ha- I've had enough of it. Um, so, my, my take on that match out of ten, I, w- I would give it a, a seven. A seven. Um, I really, I really don't like almost in his involvement. I, I don't think he should be there right now because he, like, he's so limited. And I just, I just don't. Idea. That's really- why they put him with them because.
1: That's why they put him uh, with AJ, because he can't really do anything. about shows.
0: Yeah. Well, then why is he on TV?
1: Yeah, I guess he's uh, the. I guess he's Kevin Nash. And AJ Styles is uh, Shawn Michaels. I guess that's what they're doing here.
0: Well, yes, but and and that's a very good uh, com- comparison. Um, although, although I would. I would give Kevin Nash an edge over almost um, only because of my respect for the, for the outsiders and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, I'll I'll tell you what this guy better not pull a finger poke of doom for AJ styles or whatever. I, I, because Holy crap.
1: Yeah. He, uh, he, he can't really do much. Like I, I was looking him up and um. But in NXT, he was uh, paired up with uh, Bronson Reed.
0: Oh, I, I'm,
1: I don't.
0: Was that, was, the, was that, that, was, that was a team.
1: team? That was a team on live events.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, because I was like, I don't, I don't think I've seen that on NXT TV. No, no, it was, at, was. Li- at live events. He, okay. was,
1: he was teaming with Bronson Reed.
0: Okay. Well, Bronson Reed definitely has a lot more athleticism. Than He's now. back
1: now, Bronson Reed. That they showed a vignette for him, his return.
0: Yeah, did he get hurt, or did they just take him off TV?
1: I'm I,
0: not sure. Yeah, I, I. But I like Bronson Reed. I think I think he needs a little bit more of a serious edge, like a monster edge. Um, but I. Uh, for, for a man to be that size and that good, okay. I'm not going to complain there.
1: All right. Yeah, match number two for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Sasha Banks defeats Carmella. They gave this 12 minutes and 10 seconds. I thought this was a good match.
0: Yes. And, and honestly, I give a lot of credit to um, – to Carmella too, because you know, obviously, when you have Sasha Banks in the ring, it's it's hard to have a bad match. But the th- the thing with this is Carmella, I think, really wrestled up to um, Sasha. Whereas, like lot of times, like say, if if Nia Jax is in the ring, sometimes sometimes a talent like Sasha might have to slow the pace down or something like that. But, um, you know, I, I've never really been the biggest fan of Carmella, but what I, what I can say is that she she proved something to me um, last night because I, uh, I was not aware that she was capable of, of, of wrestling to that degree. So, um, good on her. Uh, She, you know, I I will say this, when she hit the, um, the, like, the face buster, kind kind of like, um, one of the Bellas used to do, oh, my God, I I thought, you know, I thought, um, Sasha was gonna have, um, her face rearranged, and, like, it it just, it looked impactful, and, I mean, not dangerous or anything, but, you know, but I'm like, damn, and then, um, I also have to give commentary, um, a lot of credit, you know, usually commentary, uh, really pisses me off. Um, but, um, it it was just, it was just funny because, you know, Corey Graves was really putting it over and they like the one spot where, um, where she had that really close, uh, uh, two and a half count. Um, like the way that the way that they were uh, the way that they were selling it, like Sasha's out, Sasha's out after that kick. Um, it was like, damn, you know, they're really uh, putting her as a as a serious contender because, you know, we've talked about it. In- I know you, know you know it was annoying
1: Michael Cole whenever it comes to Sasha Banks. He he's like too over the top.
0: Yeah, well, well and I would assume that that's a directive from uh, Vince, but it's just like, God god damn, don't don't play a drinking game involving Michael Cole and Sasha Banks because you'll be dead by the end of the match.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For
0: fuck's sake. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Carmilla particularly, uh, did wonderfully. Um, um, and my, my respect to her and, you know, Sasha Banks is always going to be one of my favorites because this, this girl just has the it factor all over her. She, and you know what, what I really respect about Sasha is, you know, she has such a, such a fan base where, um, You know a lot of her social media um followers have the potential to be like really um really annoying slash you know piss people off but like for for instance when the whole situation with with Sammy Guevara like she could have she could have Handled that completely differently, and, and sent the wolves on that guy, and you know it it would have been it would have been a bad a bad a bad deal all the way around. But with the level of class that she handled that situation, and putting that statement out on social media, and just everything, and the way another situation was, you know um, when. When she talked on Chronicle about the r- the rumors that you know she threw a fit before she left, you know, after WrestleMania because um, a c- a certain a certain so-called journalist uh, reported it as fact. It start it with start with
1: d- do the initials start with DM?
0: No. R S. Okay. And, and, but but just when, but the way that she handled that was just um, absolutely um, brilliant, um, and and my uh, my respect level for Sasha Banks has really increased since those two instances. Like, cause I was always a fan of hers. Like, there's nothing to complain about when it comes to Sasha Banks in, in terms of in ring on the you know, she, she's just like the golden goose, so to speak, but, um, so I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that the women's division had a, had a good showing because it, because the women's division on, on, um, on the WWE scene is, is suffering right now, so. Okay. That our next match we have,
1: for the Raw Tag Team Championships, the Hurt Business defeating The New Day. We got 10 minutes for this match.
0: 10 okay. minutes and even 10. <laughs> well, th- there we go. <laughs> That's not going to happen too, too often. Um, but, you know, here's, here's the thing that I noticed about this match, okay? Because um, if, if you'll recall, uh, if you'll recall on the production show, I said New Day. Um and and I I wanted uh, the Hurt business to win. Um, so for for the, from that perspective, I was very happy. Um, because if you really think about it, they they had to you know based on the amount of times that they've lost. You know they've lost three times, and if you're gonna put them in the ring again, well they have to win. But just knowing how how you know they book the the New Day. Um, but I, so I was uh, thrilled particularly for, um, for Cedric Alexander and, um, actually right before we came on the air, um, I was watching a, uh, a interview that they did with Shelton Benjamin, um, after the match. And he was, he was talking about how he uh, dedicated his title win to Shad Gaspard and, uh, it, it was it was it was it was a nice clip and, and very emotional. You know he was he was out of character and so I'm I'm very I'm very happy for that team. Um, the match itself um, was was decent. It's just um, you know how many times are we gonna see these two teams? I mean, yeah. I just I just don't. Need to see it again. So I wasn't like emotionally invested in the in the match. But having said that, I was very pleased um, for both of those guys because I think I think forming the Hurt business really um, saved three careers that were really floundering. And, and none of none of those guys deserve to have their careers floundering because they're so goddamn you know talented. Um, you know, so good on them. Do, do, I, do I care about the actual match? No. Do I think tag team wrestling is going to improve on WWE television? No, but from, from the, the human side of things, I was, I was very happy for them. All right,
1: then, then that brings us to the Women's Tag Team Championship. Asuka and Charlotte Flair defeating Nia Jax and Sheena Blazer. <laughs> see what I did there? Asuka <laughs> okay. and Charlotte defeating Nia Jax and Sheena Baszler and they gave this one 10 minutes and 5 seconds.
0: Well, it certainly didn't feel like that. It felt <laughs> much shorter, thank Christ. Um, you know, can you see my face in the camera right now? Yeah. Do you see the expression on my face? Do I look like I care? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, look. We said it in the beginning of the show, and, and here I go on on, on uh, another serious rant. Um, I like Charlotte Flair as a wrestler, um, but the way that she's being used as a brand by WWE and just force-fed down our throats. And she won a title 10 minutes after she came back from a six-month, you know, hiatus. I mean, you know, come on. But but more than that, more than that, the pairing with Asuka makes no sense whatsoever. None. Who would you have had? um my 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 fantasy booking would have been Kyrie Zane I would have thought that that would have been cool because you know not yeah, she, she's,
1: she's not with the company anymore she's over in
0: Japan. no I know but technically she's still an ambassador for the company and stuff like that
1: okay yeah that, yeah she but yeah but I don't know like how the flying situation is
0: well, yeah but you're in but you're asking who would I, who would I have Yeah, had right. A, yeah, have, okay. In a fantasy scenario. No, like, but I mean, uh, okay. Uh,
1: but who would you? So that's so uh, he who you would have put in place of Charlotte? Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, and in um and uh, but on on the current roster, I um, God, who who on. But who on Raw, who else is a believable uh, they see on the same rooms. level as
1: her? Lacey Evans? Fuck see, no. You see the look on my
0: face? Uh, uh, yeah. We're, I promise you, we're being, we're being facetious. We're not being serious. Um, yeah, but I, I I really don't know who else there would have been to put but then again, that's WWE's problem because they're not booking their women's division properly.
1: I don't even know who's in that um, division anymore. I don't know who's in that division anymore. I really don't. Outside of Nia well, Jax, yeah, Shayna yeah, but, Baszler, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, uh, there's Billy Kay. There's so fucking uh, the Riot Squad. Who else
0: is there? <laughs> well, Billy, Billy Kay, and the Riot Squad are on SmackDown. Um, no, I'm saying like the, the women's oh, division oh. as a whole. Uh, yeah, they, um, I mean, who's there. there who, there's, who, there's there. a lot of
1: people.
0: Oh, go on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this, this, this whole women's division is fucking dumb. You know, but as, as um, but who. <laughs> The only other person, I guess, um, would be an Italian. Not that I would want to see that, but it it, it it would at least make more sense than than Charlotte and Oscar because I am so tired of of seeing enemies coming together for a common you know cause. But, you know because Charlotte and Oscar are you know career long rivals. But this just doesn't make any sense because, you know, it's just WWE grasping at straws. Like, um, I'm, 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 I'm speechless at this. And what's, what's making me speechless is the fact that Charlotte Flair won the championship 10 minutes after coming back to the company. You know, what, am, what are we supposed to say about that? Yep. All right. So, so that, uh, that that brings us uh, to
1: I'm not sure what to think yeah. of this one, but um that brings us to our I guess second last match, which I would have thought would have been the main event, but it wasn't. We had Roman Reigns. Yes. Roman Reigns defeating Kevin Owens taking this match twenty-four of forty-five.
0: And this match was fantastic. They made Kevin Owens look like a million dollars. This is how Kevin Owens should have been portrayed the entire time. If he's gonna, if he's gonna, you know, I don't know what they've been doing with him since WrestleMania 36. Obviously that's a rhetorical question because the answer is nothing. He's done. Abs- he's done absolutely nothing of importance uh, before this feud since his WrestleMania thirty-six match against Seth Rollins. Okay. Um. But you know, what what I enjoyed about it was the storytelling. You know, you hear you hear the word. Storytelling a lot, but to me, it's it's a dying art in professional wrestling. Um, you know, but I, w- I will say this: I'm I thought that um, the way uh, that Roman Reigns was going to be booked was, you know, he would he would just be squashing people. So you know, um, like I thought he would just. You know, kill Kevin Owens kind of the same way that he damn near murdered his 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 cousin. Uh, but, but but they didn't do that, which which I I I really enjoyed. It was kind of it was kind of like the cowardly uh, heel thing. Like he needed help from his cousin to to defeat um, Kevin Owens. You know, because because he just wouldn't die. I mean, I thought I thought he was Matt, he. I thought he was Matt Hardy for a second. Um, but it, it just it was it was so good. Um, if you, if you, if you're looking for storytelling and and, and 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 wrestling and all that, this this is this is the story that you can invest in emotionally. You know, and, and everything that Roman Reigns has been involved in since coming back at Summerslam has been gold. I mean, they, I mean, he's got he's got more gold than than Smalls wear in The Hobbit. I mean, it's just fucking amazing to me. Um, and you know, this is what Roman Reigns should have been. You know, all along it's just you know and eventually you know they'll shift him back uh you know in later years like you know like the rock and all that and and you know they st- they still ran the uh le- leukemia commercial and where he was he was out of he was out of um out of character and but how he was doing the, the cancer thing with the kids and i don't have a problem with that i mean, I mean, you know, for God's sake, I have nothing but respect for Roman Reigns, the man. So, or or Joe Anowye. Um Speaking of speaking of Anowye's, um <laughs> I have to tell you a, a funny story off the air. Oh, yeah, what yeah. Happened to me yesterday, or even last night. Um, but um, but yeah, you're you're not gonna get one single complaint out of me about this match. Abs absolutely the match of the night. And and you um you mentioned that um you know this should have been the main event, and I absolutely agree with you. I um I hate when uh, WWE championships or world title matches are not in main events. Um, world titles belong in main events. That's the point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I have but I have a theory. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the setup was in terms of like time it took to set up the whole um, inferno situation with uh, Randy Orton and uh, the Fiend, because as you'll notice, and I was I was baffled by this at the beginning, um, because it wasn't it it wasn't like the regular inferno match, because the the grades were not set up around the ring. I guess they had, uh, they had some. No,
1: you know
0: what? I'm looking it up right now. The Inferno match. Yeah. But while, but while you're looking that up, I'll just I'll finish the thought. Yeah, so go I'm, ahead. I'm assuming they had some production challenges, um, pertaining to the, uh, the Thunderdome. But so, I mean, it was a cool, um, It was a cool element to have the fire along the barricades. Okay, before you go on, I have your information here. Yeah.
1: So basically this Inferno match was a a safer, more elaborate version of a regular Inferno match where the flames are just behind the barricades and various other decorative items are also set on fire. So I guess this one it was a safer version of the in front match we're all used to seeing.
0: Yeah, Um, well, eh, it didn't come all safe at the end, but we'll get (laughs) to that. Um, (laughs) But, um, but how how this match with Roman and Kevin was not Kevin Owens. I mean, the or was not this match, I should say. it's just mystifying to me. I, I guess I guess it would have taken too long to take the the set down for the Inferno match, um, to to have the main event be this, but it it was it was definitely a missed opportunity, and, and they went um they went the route of having the cool visual and the show, and I I'm not gonna knock them for that, but. As we get into talking about the, the main event, um, you know, I'll tell you more about my opinion on that. Um, but to me, the, the only interesting thing on SmackDown or WWE television for months not named Sasha Banks or Bianca Belair ha- has been Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. That's it. To me, he's the hottest thing in wrestling right now. So why would you not have him in the main event?
1: And that brings us to our main event. And I swear, this does not feel like the length of time that I'm reading here on, um, on my sheets. Uh, here it says they gave this match 12 minutes,
0: <laughs> where? Uh, no. This wasn't a match. It was a, it was a glorified stunt. I hated it. I really did. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, I get why this went on last, but... No. Well, it, and, and, you know, if, if, you'll, if you'll allow me to, to cheat a little bit and take the DeLorean out of the garage Okay. Um, for for a much shorter history lesson, okay, I I would like to go back. We've talked about we've talked about my uh, displeasure with the fiend character the fiend characters handling sure. since the since the debacle uh, last October. And that was a clusterfuck, and, and since then with losing to Goldberg and doing all that, I'm like, what the fuck is this company doing? So, before he even got in the match, I was like, okay, well, this isn't going to end well because The Fiend is already dead, regardless of what they do. And obviously, they decided to literally kill The Fiend. Well, here's the thing, right? So obviously you can't have a murder on live pay-per-view right so they were going to they were going to burn a dummy whatever um they i don't i don't I don't know how they pulled it off or whatever but it's just are you kidding? Is this what we're down to? <laughs> man, Burning man. Bray Wyatt alive because you can't come up with anything creative for this guy? You know, but here, here's the thing. And now they're saying that he's gonna come back and they had that segment on Raw with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss and he, she's, he's under the ground with the spirits and the, you know, all this. You know. But okay. Okay. You know, I know this is pro wrestling and, we, and we've seen some pretty asinine things uh, including, including an elderly white woman giving birth to a black hand um, or, um, or what you would have thought would have been a black hand apparently on one of our Legend reunion shows it was just a, a skinny white teenager dressed as a hand um, but anyway Um, you know, we, we've seen, we've seen, uh, Val Venus get his, get his unit chopped off. I mean, we've seen a lot of stupid shit.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, but, um, but this might have been the most asinine thing I've ever seen. Strictly from the perspective of this is what you do to the coolest character you've had. In the last fifteen years, at least, or I would say the last ten, um, but you know, it's like you don't even have screaming. You you know, so it, it was it was completely you couldn't buy it at all that the guy was getting burned alive. You know, just from you know, just from the logical perspective of it. Um, now, now, granted, we're not we're not kids, and and this isn't this isn't Undertaker being burned in a casket, and so we've we've seen that before. But and I I get it, you know, he's a demon of, of some sort, he's the fiend. But you literally killed the guy on TV, and now you're gonna bring him back. This is not the Undertaker. This is the fiend. You, you, yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. And just the way that he's been booked has just been completely destroyed. But, it, I mean, I said this on Twitter too. It, it was a very cool visual, but, but it, was, it was like the perfect euphemism for Bray Wyatt's career. It, it's dead. And there's, you, to me, you can't bring The Fiend back at this point because how many times have you burned Bray Wyatt down only to rebuild him, right? So, he he lost his previous gimmick. Let's go go back. Let's use the DeLorean again. We'll continue because I'm giving you a history lesson. This is an advanced history class. This is 102, ladies and gentlemen. History 102 with Professor Pierce. Now, so, we have... We have the Wyatt family's Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, pretty much destroyed when, when Randy Orton burned down uh, burned down the barn with with sister Abigail in 2017. Uh, you want to fast forward a little bit earlier this year when um, when he was in that match with Braun Strowman. Um, it was one, another one of those uh, cinematic deals, very weird, um, where uh, we once again saw the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt, um, who was uh, who both both versions of them were killed in, in the lit, or drowned in the lake of, of Re- reincarnation. Of course, of course, Braun Braun Strowman ended up drowning in that match only only to show up a few weeks later. Um, so so it's just... This whole thing is ridiculous. And, you know, they could have done so many cool and, and creative things. And it's just... But, you know, it's gotten to the point where it's like, I don't care about... I can't even be mad about it anymore because they've just made me not care about The Fiend. At all. But... um. Uh, but as you'll notice, I, I opened the, the the show with a moment of silence, and I um I use the name Wyndham Rotunda. Obviously, that's um that's Bray Wyatt's real name, and uh, I I, I use that because I legitimately feel bad for the guy. Can you imagine how hard he must have worked to create that? Fiend character, only to have it de- destroyed by Helena's horrific decisions. I mean, that match was tailor-made. I mean, my my blood is boiling. I'm gonna have to take my my sweatshirt off. Just think, just thinking about it because it gets my blood boiling all over again. Don't get don't get me going, or we'll be here for another three hours while I yeah. fight, you know just go off. Um, but, and then, but to me, to me, the bigger, the bigger insult was him losing and and that saying something because I was pissed. To me, that's like the worst creative decision in the history of WWE, period, right? But to me, the bigger insult to the character was Bill fucking Goldberg. De- defeating him in three minutes. Oh my god! King, like, okay, look, I I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I guess I'm going. I guess I'm going on a little rant again. I told you it would be a theme, but it's just, what the fuck is Bill Goldberg doing? What what is he what is, what what is he doing? Okay, I I was a fan of his and. and WCW I was I was a young kid and and Bill Goldberg was it was a big deal Mm -hmm. um you know I, I enjoyed his work came to WWE didn't work out I was a little bit older and I was a little bit just disappointed but now now I'm just pissed because I don't think Bill Goldberg respects this business and that's what I hate I'm I'm just like, cause when he came back and he said he wanted to do it for his kid, I'm like, okay, you know, I have a heart. That that's that's nice, um, you know, but but then all of my patience just disappeared when he damn near killed the Undertaker. And I, I mean, and I mean that quite literally. If you go back and watch that match. He came within a millimeter of breaking The Undertaker's neck because he got concussed earlier uh, earlier on in the match. Excuse me, uh, wouldn't some fucking moron in the back stop that match after Bill Goldberg fucking got knocked the fuck out? But no, we need to have a Saudi Arabian paycheck. That's what Bill Goldberg and The Undertaker came for. Now... Now, obviously, I'm not insulting the Undertaker uh, because I respect the hell out of him, um, and he would do anything for Vince. Um, but, but Bill, but Bill Goldberg, he can fuck right off. And and I say that because I've 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 heard I've heard that guy talk, and I don't think he respects this this business. And I, I, but in in reference to Bray Wyatt. What the fuck? You know, I, I, I really do. What what else is Wyndham Rotunda supposed to do? If I'm him, I'm waiting for my contract to expire, and I'm getting the fuck out of WWE. I don't think he would fit in AEW. I did
2: I, Impact.
0: I mean. <laughs> oh, God. No, I would like to see. I no, God. Have you seen? Have you seen Impact lately? the The production is terrible. They don't have. They have. They have nothing. They have. They have talented guys, but that program is is a difficult watch. Well, they
1: well they started uh, the crossover with AEW.
0: Well, and I I really do. I hope that works out for them. The fact that the fact that Impact Wrestling still exists in any incarnation is a fucking uh, miracle of science. I I don't understand it, um, but but you know it's good for the boys to have someplace else to work. I, I understand that, and I'm so happy that AEW is around. ROH, so- ROH, exactly. Well, and and, our, and ROH is. Close to my heart because one is in my backyard, but two, you know, I got to go. I got to go to uh, best in the world like two years ago, and that was like the, one of the coolest shows I've ever been to. Um, that was really cool.
1: Now you now you have your wheelchair, so like where where they put you?
0: Um, they I I had I had great seats. Like I was I was up. I was up top, like, but I was looking like it wasn't too far. I was on like the lower level against the wall, um, but um, I was looking down directly at the ring, like, oh, like my sight line was directly to the ring. I, like when people sit up, I could still see, you know, I, you know, and and I wasn't in the nosebleeds. Like, like I saw the expression on each wrestler's face. And I. I mean, I had great seats, and uh, when Dalton Castle came out, I was like, I was like, okay, this is gonna get really interesting. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I I got to see um, Punishment Martinez, and he he won a, I forget the name of the of the belt, but he I think it was might yeah it was the TV title I think. Okay.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: And I got to see him win, yeah. and. Uh, it was it was just a good night god i miss wrestling I, miss, <laughs> I i miss crowds i miss i miss a lot of things quite frankly and I, yeah. re, wrestling is 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 dying a slow death in 2020 and it, it's it's headed up by wwe now i'm not going to be heartless you know, and, and berate them. I do it. I do it enough based on their creative decisions, um, and what I hear about the company's business dealings in in the back. Um, but it just to see it sink the way that it has, and like the lowest ratings in history. But like, I really thought that TLC was a good show. So I, you know, I thought everybody busted their ass. So I was excited. To come into Monday Night Raw, I was, you know, not. It wasn't that I. It wasn't that I believed that changes were coming, like they said they were. But, um, but it just it only served to tell me that WWE doesn't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. So with that, and we're gonna back up that statement because we're gonna shift over to. uh, uh, Monday Night Raw, so... Uh, Here you know, we hey, go. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, I thought we were maybe uh, cutting off for a break, but but with... Uh, uh, we're not going to do no break. This is the last show of the year. Absolutely. So we're going right through, and we're going to entertain the hell out of you. So with that, what breaking news, Elio.
2: Uh-oh.
0: We're in the WWE Thunderdome again. Oh geez. I was unaware. Well, then you're you're a moron. (laughs) (laughs) Um but um
1: okay. Tell me again, WB, where are we?
0: Thunderdome, the the immersive interactive experience created only and exclusively for the WWE Universe. They're 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 critically acclaimed Thunderdome. Yes, the critically acclaimed, award-winning WWE Thunderdome. What award did they win? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't fucking know. Um, oh, oh, I take that back. Um the bullshit award, um the Kiss My Ass Club Award? Um, perhaps. So anyway, we go um live on Monday Night Raw. And what do we see first, ladies and gentlemen? No, not the fiend or, or or Randy Orton talking about the fiend. No, I hope um, we don't see the fiend. Uh, I, I I I don't expect to see him. No, well, I don't either. But right. but you would you would expect you know Randy Orton to yeah, follow yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promo because that was the hottest topic coming out of TLC. Um, but no. Now, ladies and gentlemen, no. We get Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Now, Yay. I I love Asuka, but Jesus Christ, I wish she would stop speaking Japanese in promos. It, 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 was, it was entertaining when the Thunderdome first started and she was on a, commentary but now it now it's just like sad and the screaming yeah yeah it's very it's very annoying so so then out comes charlotte and then they hug in the middle of the ring after oski introduces her and blah, blah blah uh you know my my sarcasm is dripping um Literally, my floor is soaking wet with, you know, my tears, and I was crying because of the bullshit last night. <laughs> um, but why in the hell are, is this happening? Isn't it, isn't it true that they were, you know, like the – the hottest rivalry in the women's division, they their career rivals. And now, and now Charlotte expects me to believe that she would come back and, and do anything for a friend when there's something in it for her. You know, I mean, that, that part was a heel part, you know, in it for, for, in it for yourself, but it's just, why the fuck? Just her, just her saying that we know where this is going.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So the all the hugging and the smiling and the. <laughs> I, I thought we were gonna have a Kevin done setting with butt tooth bitch, you know self. I just oh, God, I I can't stand it. I what the hell? And then <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very upset like, and <laughs> you. I can tell are you okay? Because because this went on for what seemed like a half an hour and and you know with commercials and everything else. This took up at least the first 35 40 minutes of airtime of Monday night raw. I couldn't fucking believe it. So then, out comes, out comes Shayna Blazer and her partner Nia Jax. Yeah, I can't,
1: I can't believe they actually left that in. Oh my
0: god! How stupid could WWE possibly fucking be? How I don't. You know, th- this is where I get pissed off, and I have to raise a hand in defense of Triple H. How dominantly was Sasha or um, Shayna Baszler booked in uh, NXT? What's that? How dominant was was Shayna yeah, yeah, Baszler yeah. booked in, in NXT? Yeah,
1: she was booked like a monster. And, uh, she she had, I believe, she was the longest reigning uh, NXT Women's Champion.
0: Um, yeah, and, and and so the only the only one that had a comparable career in NXT was was Oscar with the undefeated streak. This woman was the hottest thing. She comes up to the main roster, floundering, but then, then we get hope when she eliminates the entire field at the elimination chamber, looking like an absolute monster. Uh, and we had another spot where, even though it was, it was cringy as fuck, you know, she's, um, you know, she's she's taking a bite out of out of Becky Lynch. You know, it, it's getting me the vampire. Which was fucking stupid, but oh my <laughs> but speaking of stupid, they can't even get her fucking name right. Oh my god. Oh.
1: But, I, but I, they, I, I had to rewind twice just to make sure I wasn't hearing things.
0: Okay. Cool. <laughs> well I well, I wish I was hearing things. I wish I could wake up from this nightmare. <laughs> god fucking yeah. Okay. okay. No, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Because because okay. I have to I have to take a breath so I don't get tongue tied. And then out comes Naya, and then she delivers the um the best line of her career, the the uh the line that actually made me clap. It took her six months to heal that arm, but didn't cure the robotic voice of hers.
1: Hey, yeah, I
0: heard that. And then of course, Charlotte actually, she is a robot saying that she checked Naya's ass last night. I can't take this shit. You, you there? Yeah, I'm listening. Okay, yeah, my my uh, my internet was unstable for a second, oh, but we're good.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that happens here as well on my end, too. That's why sometimes uh, when it glitches, uh, yeah, that's what I get. So no worries,
0: we're good. Okay, um, so Naya says not to get too comfy because Santa isn't the only one with a naughty or nice list. Can you kill me now? Yeah. I mean, I I know that this is the like the the hollow or the um, Christmas edition of the show, but Jesus fucking Christ! Oh God! And then she's gonna hand out seasons beatings. Well, Jesus, don't beat me! Don't beat me too bad, or you might or I might end up like any number of wrestlers who you have injured since the start of your career. Please don't beat me. I mean, I would, I would rather go one-on-one with, you know, with a fucking tiger than, than go one-on-one with Naya. I mean, I, I would rather jump into the tiger inclusion at the zoo or enclosure. Oh, my God. And the pain continues. Oh, my well, yeah. God. Uh oh! Have something I to say? Apparently they're a tag team now. Who Well,
1: they they were already a tag team, so like this is that's not new.
0: Well, no, well, well I, I know. I mean, facetious. Yeah. Work with me. I, okay, go on, go on. Work with me. I
1: go on. I know they're a tag team now. Oh uh,
0: God! So then we have we have uh, we have one of them talking about reindeer uh, and one of them is saying that you know Maya and Shayna don't look the same because they don't have their belts no shit <laughs> then we move this on so then we get a then we get a match finally ladies and gentlemen 45 minutes later so hold on, it was eight forty-five when we got our first match. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh, <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> so then we get our first match, and I don't care. It's it's not. I uh, I'm not even gonna review this because because Dana Dana Brooke got more. Offense than Shayna Baszler did, and most of the offense was on Shayna. Good God, I hate uh, this. Now, now, now,
1: before you go on, now, are you you're aware of um the USA uh, being unhappy with the, They want more edgier content, right? you yeah. want more darker and more violence. How yeah. are they, they
0: going to do that? How's that supposed to help? Oh and but, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that after this match. Oh shit. Holy oh. shit. Don't worry, baby. We're just getting started tonight. All right, let's go. <laughs>
2: this is
0: our this is our end of the year show, baby. You you better strap yourself in, because we're gonna drop a bomb like a New Year's ball. Hold
1: on, let me strap myself in. Okay, I'm strapped in. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love you, you jolly son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Uh, after that painful match is over, after I had to see Shana get buried again, we have what well, oh I'm sorry. Yeah. After a break, we get um we get the hurt business. In the MVP Lounge where MVP reminds us all that big things popping, little things stopping. <laughs> the, the MVP Lounge is for winners like, like us not for losers like you okay MVP right, we okay but I, I'm glad you're back and you've formed the Hurt Business which is the coolest thing on Monday Night Raw so I, I get it. Um, but it's just, you know, here comes a photographer to take a few, um, pictures after Lashley comes out clapping. Cause, cause it was, it was just MVP. Uh, and, um, no, I'm sorry. It was the entire uh, hurt business in the in the ring. I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking back to TLC last night. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> so so they get a photographer to take pictures, and who's in the background photobombing the picture? But our truth, as he's sitting on the turnbuckle hoping to avoid the Jobber Express as they go 24-7, 7-Eleven, 365 days a year, including holidays such as All Christmas we, and New Year's. We, we. We. Yeah. We, we we certainly hope that that our listeners have a happier Christmas holiday than I do and Elio does, having to watch this show for your entertainment. <laughs> Because nobody gives a shit about the 24 7 title, and it needs to die, and it needs to be reduced to ash, which can be converted to coal for Santa Claus to get all the grubby fingered little bitches on the naughty list. Indeed. What the hell? What you... Shayna Baszler can give him the naughty list that she was developing. With Nia Jax in, in that promo, and all this Rudolph and bullshit reindeer th- that was being referred to in this promo. Are you getting my theme? I'm getting your theme. <laughs> okay, very good. So, getting moving on to to another painful experience, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. At, at this at this section of the show, I would I would like to slow down and take a breath for a minute, and it will be story time with Ben Pierce. Oh, and and, and this this is a real story that is going to translate very well. Do we have no c- cookies? I actually have cookies. <laughs> I have them right outside. If you wanna pause it, I'll go get it and we'll get a glass of milk and have you know have fun. But anyway, <laughs> but I, have, I, I, do have, I do have Pepsi right here. See? And I have raisins right here. So we do have snacks and beverages. Um <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, I have never done drugs. I've ne- i only had good. one. I've never. I've only had one purposeful sip of alcohol in my entire life. Good. Uh, that was good. that was when I was 29. Very good. Uh, prior to that, I had accidentally ordered an orange crush at a restaurant, thinking it was the soda, but it was not the soda. And the the waiter almost had a heart attack because he thought I was underage. I because I look like I look much younger than 32. But anyway, and, I wish I was under the influence of marijuana, orange crush, the alcoholic beverage and any other substance that you can give me that would get me through Jeff Hardy and Riddle the new Hardy Bros, complete with Bro What is happening to my life? What What is going on here? Because let me tell you something. I thought WWE had a wellness policy. (laughs) For years they've had a wellness policy. Well, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy, the new Hardy Bros, Matt and Jeff, in case you didn't catch that that oh so subtle reference. They came out. Oh my god, God, that's so brutal. I
1: got I you know what, because they're calling them Riddle now not Matt Riddle. Yeah. And like, you just said Matt and Jeff. I'm like, I have to, that's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so no. But this promo that the two of them cut, they need to be drug tested after this promo because this was so fucking terrible. <laughs> they sounded like they were higher than the kite oh my god they sent a little too much eggnog which was which was poured all over aj styles at tlc last night i i purposely skipped over that in our our review because i was already having enough trouble holding down my dinner from earlier this evening oh
1: Okay.
0: oh god okay (laughs) So then where where's the, where's the raw review? Okay, here we here, here, here we go. Uh, why 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 okay, here we are. So let's let's get to what Jeff Hardy and Riddle had to say. Um he he got, it was He's, talk- he's talking to the Hurt Business because the Hurt Business is still in the ring trying to figure out what the fuck Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy are doing out here. Just like I am. So so th- they're- Riddle's digging the celebration but they're doing a few things wrong. Oh, Why are man. they spending so much money in the VIP lounge? They can be chilling and relaxing with the homies. <laughs> what the no they um. <laughs> can get toasted. This is what we have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Since, since when are there drug references on WWE television? Oh my God. Well, anyway, I. Didn't... I'm not done yet. I wish I was, but I'm not done. Okay. Think they, they be listening to the Joe Rogan podcast or watching Dave Chappelle. There's no reason to spread negativity and be a bully because, after all, WWE pushes their BSR campaign. What, what, what is my life right now? What, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, after, so after after this, we are all self-aware carbon matter, are uh, riding through the darkness of space. Um, can I, I, <laughs> I hurdle my remote through the darkness of space? What, what, what is my life right now? <laughs> I don't know. We've, we've entered a different dimension. The DeLorean has malfunctioned in its time capsule, and we've gone back to the Stoned Age... Courtesy uh, uh, of Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. Ladies, gentlemen,
1: there. ladies and gentlemen, this podcast has not gone off the rails. My name is Ross has gone off the rails. And thus it's created this this disruption
0: in the space-time continuum. Because after all, we are all just self-aware caramel on a rock curling through the darkness of space. But, but did you get my reference with the stone age? Did you hear me say I that? I got your reference, right. Yes. <laughs> Very good. I'm just, I'm just making sure you
2: got that. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm
0: just trying to feel what my life is right now. So then, oh <laughs> so then, MVP cuts him off, and, and the herd, the, the hurt business had perfect expressions on their faces. Because I I could just read what was going on in their heads. like, what the fuck is going on here? So then Jeff cuts him off and says, there are more important things in life than status and money. Because obviously the the Hurt Business came out looking like actual champions in inexpensive suits. Very good. I I really like the Hurt Business a lot. They're the ones saving grace on Monday Night Raw. Thank you, MPP. Okay. Um, but he goes, Jeff would rather die full of pride and re- rather than live a life full of greed. They got to fight with one thing that is worth more than anything they can buy their faith. Father um, Elio, um, allow me to ask a question. Yes. Um, were Matt were Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy in attendance at your service on Sunday?
1: Not that I don't recall. I'm there were a lot of people in mass, but I don't recall seeing them there. <laughs>
0: Ooh, what there wasn't a plume of smoke coming out from behind the pews?
1: There might have been. I don't know. I was distracted.
2: Uh,
0: Oh, well, I'm sorry, were some of your parishioners um, offering testimony that distracted you from this bullshit such as this? Apparently. I'm jealous of you. I wish I was listening to your parishioners and not Jeff Hardy <laughs> yeah. and, and Matt us <laughs> <promo. laughs> <Awesome. laughs> let's, let's talk about actual faith and actual entertainment and actual substance, because clearly... Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle were high on some sort of substance, and they couldn't spare anymore. Can I I ask again, what is my life right now? (laughs) I don't know, but finally, that segment dies. That was literally the roughest segment I've I've seen in a long time. Good God.
1: I thought Miss TV was bad, my God.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus! Well, we're 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 gonna get to Ms. TV in just a little bit. Oh yay! Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, the, the nightmare has not ended. I'm just, I'm sorry. Have you watched Have you watched Nightmare Before Christmas yet? Yes. For for your holiday tradition, very good. Okay, so now, now, we get an appearance from Angel Garza on Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah, he wanna... cut his hair. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. But anyway, it was, it was it was a Christmas miracle because we got a sight of, a sighting of Angel Garza and Drew Gulak. Why Drew Gulak is a jobber? on any wrestling program is a question that I would very much like answered. Um, Father Elio?
1: Yes, my son.
0: um, Uh. Have you had a covenant with God lately? Uh, Sure. Well, in that conversation, sir, all, all, all due respect, because I'm not a religious person, so I'm just asking. Uh, did you happen to ask him what the fuck he was doing? <laughs> <laughs> he <didn't>, uh, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I should be more respectful. Um, sorry, sir. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a reason I go to Sunday confessional. Um, what the, fuck, what the fuck are you doing with Angel Garza and uh, Drew Gulak? Because I'm an actual pro wrestling fan. So if you could fix that for me, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> right. but, so these two actually only got two minutes. Holy. Oh, two minutes? Is that, is that for real? I think so. Because of quor- course... According according to the site that I'm using, the match time was two minutes and eight seconds. What the fuck? So then, after that two minutes, which included a grown man ripping his pants off in the middle of the ring. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, we have, an, we have a backstage segment with AJ and his homie almost they they said that. Oh my sure god. You. Okay. Um so so then then that that little backstage back and forth leads us to Ms. and Morrison welcoming us to Ms. TV. Uh, oh my god I wish we had a sponsor I, I, I wish we had a sponsor for this show I, I wish we could we could monetize this show unfortunately unfortunately ladies and gentlemen we can't do that because uh it, it doesn't offer that ab- ability in in, uh, in Canada and I'm not willing to lose my confidence for the sake of my soul I'm um, unlike uh, Vincent McMahon anyway um <coughs> So then, we have Miz talking about failing to cash in his Money in the Bank contract. Apparently, he's now the only person to both successfully and unsuccessfully cash in his Money in the Bank contract. Uh, that is a little side note. Uh, Miz wants to explain himself. Okay. And he wants to paycheck. Uh, he thinks AJ would have done the same in terms of, of cashing in the Money in the Bank. but whatever. Uh, AJ tells him to shut his mouth. He doesn't want to hear it. He might be the biggest idiot on earth. Um, we are all several IQ points more stupid for having watched this segment. Um, he says that he cost A- AJ the uh, WWE Championship and cashed in his Money in the Bank contract, which they both lost. None, none, none. of this is news to me. So why is this? Why is this? Uh, why is this being being included in a segment on Monday Night Raw? Oh yes, because Monday Night Raw doesn't know any better than to offer us stupidity on a weekly basis. Oh God.
1: No. let me ask you, a question. What was worse, Ms TV or the VIP Lounge?
0: Oh, Ms. TV, absolutely. Okay. Because 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 at least the VIP lounge had the hurt business looking, looking at Matt and Jeff as if what the hell is going on here? Which I which I I very much appreciated, MVP's uh, honest question. Um <clears throat> so then we we get we get a peace offering from the Ms. To AJ, he wants to offer AJ a co-star spot in the new Marine. Yes, didn't you? There's there's another one. No, I think it was just a spot for their uh, to do a bad photo job on a poster. Right. Oh, okay. Because because they had almost starred as being larger on the screen than AJ Styles. Oh, my God. Like, it's what you, what, just ridiculous.
1: What, 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 what did he do to AJ?
0: I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. This is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and they're doing this. I don't fucking care. So then, almost gets pissed off, and he tells... The Miz not to defend Morrison. He's the one that cashed in the Money in the Bank contract. And then the leg goes off to, for The Miz and says, Morrison cashed in his Money in the Bank contract, not The Miz. He demands his contract right here, right now. Um, screw you. The, the, um, the Money in the Bank contract was cashed in. We all saw it. And then, oh, my God. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, this next portion of the segment, I would like to publicly apologize right here, live on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, for having to mention it to you, but I do, because after all, this is the nightmare before Christmas, and we all must die. A most painful death. And there's a reason why my speech is slower and more stilted than Keith Lee delivering a sermon. Because my brain has been damaged by the toxic substance I was exposed to as a result of watching Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. (laughs) Because... We we now have to hear we now have to see a poem reading courtesy of Drew McIntyre, Keith and Keith Lee and Seamus. Hold on, oh, no. wait, 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 Say it again. A poem reading. Yes.
1: Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I agree. Um, uh, And just just an FYI for the fans out there, um, Elio has not watched the show. He's not watching Monday Night Raw as of yet, Um, but he will be forced to because he has another podcast tomorrow, on which he has to discuss it. And I would like to hold a second moment of silence for for Elio's sanity. Thank you so much. <laughs> ah. He, Seamus, and Keith Lee take part in reading a verse. I'm sorry, it was a verse. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, it was a, it was a, it was a Bible verse. They're going with the religious theme here. Oh God, I, uh, I, I would rather not repeat um, what the, uh, what the um, poem reading was. But I'm you, sure, I'm
1: sure I'll hear it later on
0: tonight. If, you, if, if you're interested, if any of our fans have not heard it. It is available on YouTube, and I don't know what you're doing with your life if you get sucked into the vortex of WWE YouTube channel. You just, you just need to – whatever it is you're doing. Oh, my God. And then after this, this, this episode of Monday Night Raw is like the gift that keeps giving – only I want to die at the end of it. It's so terrible. Um, so then we have T Bar going against Ricochet. Poor Ricochet. What the hell? Loses in two minutes and forty-one seconds. So let me ask you: You think they're gonna? He's gonna end up joining? Yeah just like Cedric Alexander, and he needs to. He needs something. I'm not even going to review the next match because there was nothing really to review. We have Lashley hitting a spear on uh, on Jeff. Okay. Uh, and uh, the Hurt Business um, defeats uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy and uh, and Matt Riddle in a, it was just a, no, it was just it was a regular tag match, Jeff Hardy and Riddle versus Lashley and MVP. Uh, don't care. Uh, Graham Metalik versus Jackson Riker, because now Jackson Riker is a groupie for Elias. I'm so sorry.
2: <laughs>
0: oh God, this is. This is is 55 seconds of my life that I will never get back. Out comes Randy Orton. Ladies and gentlemen, we had to wait until the 10 o'clock hour to get an explanation on the most hotly talked about um, item about TLC last night. Now, that's terrible. You either you either put it at the beginning of the show or at the end of the show to hold interest. You don't put it at the beginning of the ten o'clock hour. Ridiculous. I gotta get out of the habit of talking in a slow voice. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm not I'm not at your sermon anymore. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then. Orton says that he proved to each and every one of us that, um, what he, what he is and why he burned his friend Bray. Apparently Bray and Randy Orton were friends. I didn't, I didn't realize that.
1: Well, they were tag team partners, but uh, yeah, we
0: know how the, that works. Okay. But anyway, um... He goes. Orton is not is not normal. Last night he enjoyed every single second of watching the fiend burn. I did. Uh, and then he kneels down exactly where it happened, and it's like he's he's having a out of, out of body experience, listening to the sounds of of the fiend's screams, um, and gasping for his last breath. Not not to um not to point out the obvious. Elio, but um when quote unquote, the the fiend was burned did you hear any screaming or gasping
1: no nope.
0: uh well no at, which which took me completely out of it because obviously you're not going to murder a live human being on national television but i was i was aware that a uh, a burning an in eff, in effigy would per, would um would uh, make noise. You know, when you burn something in effigy, usually the dummy doesn't make noise. Dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. Oh, <my> goodness, <laughs> so then, Then the lights go out um, and you hear the, the fiends music and, and Horton's like, no, 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 it's not possible. He can't, he can't be here. I killed him. Whatever. So then we have Alexa Bliss on a, sl- on a sling set saying that the Fiend built this for her. And, uh, and she's had a message from the Fiend. And uh, he's he's not here now. It's almost as if he's absorbed into the mat, laying under the earth. He's home, but if you ever come back to my playground, he'll be back. In the meantime, she wants us to know that he's eating his favorite delicacy, worms. Oh my God! What what is this? The boogeyman all over again? Mm-hmm. Is this what this is? Oh, are, or, or or even worse, are we going to have a reemergence of seven?
1: No. We don't huh? want to see that.
0: <laughs>
1: seven? No, we don't want to see that. Give me... <laughs> oh,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> Did I give you some bad on Elio? Yes, <laughs> ew.
2: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs>
0: But um, but appa- apparently, uh, the lullabies that uh, Randy Orton was hearing in his head are not going to save him when uh, the, the fiend reemerges. Apparently, the fiend can come back to life just like the Undertaker, whatever. Anyway, interesting. Oh God, I don't, I don't know. So then, if you can believe this, Elio, brace yourself. Okay. The show gets worse because Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans are now in a match against Asuka and Charlotte. And this match, remember all those two minute matches that I mentioned? Sorry. Remember all those two minute matches that I mentioned? Yeah. Well, this one got 8.04. So you mean to tell me that a match involving Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans got more time than a match involving Ricochet you know, uh, who, who else was it? Um,
1: hold on, let me go back. He said Drew Gulak and uh, Angel Garza.
0: Exa- exactly. You mean to tell me that they got more time than, oh my God, than Ricochet, Dominic Dijakovic, and Angel Garza and Drew Gulak. If that doesn't tell you what the problem is on Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen, I can't help you, and God can't either.
1: Well, T-Bar is kind of uh, terrible on uh, Raw. I mean, Dominic Dejkovic was a lot way better on in NXT.
0: Well, yeah, I do. But, but as we as we've talked about many times. main roster is where NXT goes to die. It
1: is so bad. Oh. Oh.
0: And then after this we have let me scroll down here we have a holiday street fight Seamus, Keith Lee, and Drew McIntyre. The only thing I have to say about this is AJ Styles got soaked in eggnog. Oh, is this what you were referring to earlier? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I got I got crossed up. Okay. Oh, my fucking God. Well, what please? Why? 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 I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I just, you know, I just, the fact that I made it through this, uh, Raw review is a medical miracle. Now, now, hold, hold on,
1: hold on. You, this was a hot, so they're calling the Holland Street Fight. It's usually, it's the miracle on 34th Street Fight.
0: Well, apparently they spared us from that.
1: I don't care. Oh, my God. <laughs> this this, oh, this hell is hell. terrible. Kill,
0: kill me now. So, well, that was the, that was the, um. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> no, this, the, the, um, and the, the title for this episode is The Death Sentence. Oh, <laughs> okay. We'll call it, we'll, we'll call it Raw's Death Sentence. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what we'll call All right. And with that, that brings us to the end of Monday Night Raw and the end of the schedule reviews. And, um, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, um, I, would li- I would I would I um, would I would like to uh, seriously uh, thank you uh, for uh, listening to us this year. As a matter of fact, I have to. Um, give you a gigantic thank you because I, I recently went back over the numbers. Now in uh, the first week of September, we had 800 uh, downloads according to our our anchor analytics. And after just checking it previous to coming on the air, we are too shy of, of 1,800. Which, which means that we've we've gotten... Uh, we have gotten almost a thousand uh, almost a thousand viewers since September. Um, so I myself and Elio would like to thank you for that and um, we're glad that we could entertain you this year and um, I know that WWE creative was extremely painful um, this year uh, and I can't promise, That will improve, but I can promise that in the new year and hopefully many years to come, Elio and I will always be here uh, to uh, take your confessionals uh, courtesy of Monday Night Raw right here on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. And with that, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and very Happy Holidays, um, regardless of what you're celebrating all around the world. And we greatly appreciate you tuning in. And we will see you next year. All right,
1: fans. With that being said, he's Ben Pierce. I'm Elio Canelo. This has been the PNC Progressional Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all in the new year.
2: in your mind, and all
0: that was real is left behind Don't fight it, it's coming for you, running at you It's only this moment, don't care what comes after Your fever dream, can't you see, getting closer Just surrender, cause you feel the feeling taking
2: over